hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Char. It's great to be with you. And how are you doing, babe? So good. You look good. I thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Sometimes when you see me sitting across from you, I'm not looking. all that stellar. Ah, ball cap, <laughs> ponytail. I love it, man. Early in the morning or late at night. Yeah. No, I'm doing really good. I went to church this morning and... Um, yep. It is Sunday today. It is Sunday yep. and it's a wonderful day yep. and it's crazy outside with the weather and it's... The we wind. are having some weather here today. One of those atmospheric blustery, rivers. Blustery. Yes, right. A blustery day. Mm-hmm, blustery. In fact, we, uh, at, in, we went in to, to worship today and... The church building had lost its power. Mm-hmm. And so we all gathered in a large foyer there. Everybody crammed in there in the kind of semi dark <laughs> of the foyer and just had a worship server. I, it was I loved it. It was great. It was really I loved it. You, good. Could, you could feel the presence of the Absolutely. Holy Spirit there. Yeah. Nothing's better than that. But I'm encouraged because last night, as you know, as we were laying in bed before we went to sleep, yep. I started getting this overwhelming uh, feeling, emotion of just futileness. Maybe because I'm doing a study on Ecclesiastes right now. Yeah. <laughs> vanity, <laughs> maybe, vanity, maybe all is, so. everything under the sun yes, is vanity. Yes, exactly. And I, I've i been contemplating that so much, and I love this study so much, but um, I'm thinking, okay, this podcast that we're doing, Yeah. I was saying, Kenny, this podcast we're doing, is it doing anything? Or are we just two people out there talking, talking in microphones in the nobody wind, listening in the wind like a vapor um i was going lord i really need to be encouraged about this podcast you know and uh, I, it sounds like a little selfish thing i was kind of maybe whining a bit going i just want to know that it's making a difference and um this morning at church a, a woman came up to me and i don't know her well and she just had to talk to me and tell me that she's been listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, we don't know um, who listens and who doesn't. And she just went on and on with tears and just just talking about how she's That's learning sweet. so much and how the Lord is ministering to her as a wife, yeah, as a person. It was such a blessing to me. Yeah, I and I, and I, saw and you I told her that until she was tearing up over there. I saw you talking with her, but I had no idea. And it just made me feel so encouraged to go. Okay, awesome. if it's helping one person, yeah. then it's worth it. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that I'm really, I feel very blessed today and encouraged. Awesome. So well, we'll keep swinging away at it, right? I guess we will. All right. So here we are. We are, um, uh, this is part three of a four part series, gaining uh, right theology of marriage. And uh, again, quickly recap that Shari and I use that language all the time. And so we're kind of putting it in a clear four precepts so that whenever we say this, and we hope that it really sinks in deep with all of us, is that whenever we use that language, hey, let's keep a right theology for marriage in a world that really has lost its mm-hmm, way in regard mm-hmm. to what God has designed. Mm-hmm. That we're talking about four different things. First of all, that marriage is created by God. Secondly, that marriage is good. That was our last episode. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about marriage is permanent. And then the fourth precept, which we may do more than one on, is marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while it is good, it is also hard. And in between those two is this precept right now, marriage is permanent. Now, I want to 
uh, I told Charlene right before we sat down to record that I, I felt like I, we need to start with a some kind of disclaimer because we know that many people who will listen to this undoubtedly have had a previous marriage mm-hmm. that ended, was terminated. I come from a divorce family. Uh, there's been uh, divorces in with my siblings. Some were guilty of that divorce. Others were innocently victimized in a divorce and put away without cause, right? But but regardless of all of that, it is we know that broken marriages and terminated marriages are rampant in our the world we live in. I think they've always been rampant. Well, this is in true. This world, yeah. Even in the Bible days, Jesus mm-hmm. had to deal with uh, his culture, which had drifted maybe as far as we have mm-hmm. away from the design of God when right. it comes to marriage. Divorce was happening rampantly then mm-hmm. for no reason. So uh, we felt like. This particular precept is really, really important. So, uh, but on the other hand, this in no way is an attempt to heap up guilt upon mm-hmm. any one person or people ever that have had the the tragedy of a broken marriage right. in your past. Right. However, it happened, right. and we know there's oh, it's always painful. It is. Right? There's always a sadness and a and totally. a, a regret. Yep. That the marriage didn't yeah, make it, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, that the marriage didn't make it, and that's that's all past. What we are talking about today mm-hmm. is the marriage you are in, right? The marriage that exists right now, the vow, the covenant that has been made before God, the marriage you're in right now. This is what we're talking about, right? The past is the past, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. the right now, we're trying to hold a line on God's design for marriage and and be part of a voice that is, is bringing a culture back to God's design for us. And that design includes the permanency of marriage. Well, I've talked to quite a few people over these last decades of ministry. And since we do marriage ministry so much, the regret that I hear in their voices and what they speak is just such deep regret, especially if they didn't know Christ Yeah, and in their life as a married person and they yeah. had one or two or three yeah. divorces and um, they didn't understand and they didn't right. realize. And then the regret now is that we wish we would have known. We wished we would yes. have known. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to portray yep. today. Those things like Ken said, that are in the past or in the past. Yeah, we yeah. can't go back and yeah. change them. All we can do is learn from it yeah. and go forward. And our hope is if there's a young married mm-hmm. couple listening to this episode, this is for you. Get mm-hmm. this dialed in now, and, young. And for those of us that are being encouraged in marriage ministry and we're going forward in our marriage, um, the witness that we can give to people, this is good for your knowledge. So when you look around and you have people in your life that are having a struggle in their marriage and they're contemplating divorce, Mm -hmm. you have some tools to give them, some biblical tools, especially if they're a believer. You will have tools after today. Yep, yep. All right, so the first thing we want to do is get kind of just a, a biblical foundation. I think every truth that can ever be shared is just man's opinion until... Mm-hmm. We develop a biblical foundation right. underneath it. Then it becomes weighty. It's it's, it, it's like we talk, 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 yeah. and and you might not hear much, right, until we address the Holy Scriptures, right. and then you go, 
oh, okay, okay there's yeah. some foundation here. There's the authority. Here. There's yeah. the authority. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, here we go. In it, it, first of all, just in that account of the creation of man and God bringing the woman to man uh, in Genesis two, it, verse twenty four, there is where you begin to see the permanence of marriage really rise up in the Bible. Therefore, a man shall leave father and mother, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. There's some language in there. The word joined, we don't really have a single word in English, but it would be glued together. It ha- it intimates um, permanence to it. Mm-hmm. Weld, welded together mm-hmm. would be the way we'd say it today. Exactly. A, a man and wife would be welded together, and then the two shall become one flesh so that the separation of that would require a ripping and tearing. If something is one, it, right. you can't just break it off. It right. has to it be. doesn't just slip off unnoticed right. to, to become two. It, it requires a shredding or a ripping or a tearing. It reminds me of when we got married. So I'm not letting you go no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you sometimes want me probably to say, come on, give me a break. I'm like, it's like he is now part of me and I am of him <laughs> and it. we're together. Right. And I love that feeling. So you first see it right there. Second book of the whole Bible early on in the story of God and man, the permanence of marriage shows up already very big by chapter the two. The first book set chapter two. Yeah. What I say? Second book? You said second. Second oh, book of the I Bible. I meant second chapter. I know that. That's why I said, <laughs> okay. yeah, there you go. Thank you. All right. Again, Jesus also in quoting that those verses, both in mm-hmm. Mark 10 and Matthew 19, Jesus uh, quotes Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, but he adds these words, what then God has joined together, let no man separate. So now we're over in the New Testament in day, and Jesus is validating the same thought that mm-hmm. marriage is permanent. It's not to be separated. God's original design was that it be permanent. Yeah. There's a uh, an encounter that, that is such a beautiful passage, but it's in John 4 where Jesus encounters uh, a woman at a well. And eventually he tells her, look, go go and get your husband. And she says, well, I, I don't I don't have a husband. And he says, yeah, true that. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. I knew that. Um, the man you now live with or are having, he says, is not your husband, but you have five others, right? So he brings up that simply to say, bring her face to face with the brokenness of those things, mm. the brokenness of her life. Her life included five marriages, and she was currently with a man who was not her husband. And Jesus lovingly simply points out, what a broken thing that is. Mm-hmm. It was not intended to be so mm-hmm. in God's original design. Well, and it also points out that living with someone right. is not a marriage. Great point. It's it's not a covenant marriage. We meet, we meet many people that say, well, we've been living together. We've been together for yeah. 11 years. So we consider ourselves married. Yeah, we're really married. married. We, 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 we live together and... But but it, Jesus made it clear with her that the husband you are with in that the man you're with yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the man you're with uh, is not your husband, which simply goes to say that a biblical marriage includes the giving of covenant, the offering right. of covenant, the promise 
to be frank, the promise that this is permanent. Right. It's the vow that you make. Absolutely. Makes you is makes the marriage. A marriage not living together. Right. Right. So if you are listening and you're going, you know, you're living together in and you know what? Here's the great tragedy. I didn't mean to talk about this, but I'm going to. And I pastored uh, churches for 42 years, mm-hmm. right? In every church in this country, there's somebody there that's of any size where someone can kind of get lost. They're there and they're living together. They're cohabitating and they assume that they're married Mm -hmm. and that all is good with them. Mm -hmm. And I know that these things are not popular to preach about. I know that they're counterculture, but uh, look, your experience or mine or my past or your past doesn't change what is true. Right. And when it comes to marriage, it being permanent, it being the result of a vow and a covenant made in the presence of God that includes a promise of till death parts mm-hmm. us, right? So again, speaking of permanence, that's the way we say it in a typical marriage ceremony, that, that that's what a marriage is. And without that, you can live together till the cows come mm-hmm. home, and that does not mean it's a recognizable marriage. Right. Jesus had to address it in his time a lot. Again, we mentioned that in his in the culture of his day, uh, Israel had drifted far from God's design, and men were allowed to divorce their wives right. for many minor infractions. Same in some cultures now, too. Yeah, yeah. A, well, ours. No fault. Well, right. But even in some cultures now, men have the say-so if oh, yeah. they are yeah, yeah, going yeah. to be putting away their yeah, wife or not. Yeah. Oh, in our culture, it doesn't matter. women can put sex. their man away. Right. It exactly. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. true. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Jesus uh, says it like this. It's, uh, I mean, Matthew 19, verses 7 through 9-ish, somewhere in there. They they try to trap Jesus. They said, so, okay, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? So they're trying to trap him, and Jesus replies to them with this. Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, Permitted, not commanded. He permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. I love that. He's going back to original design, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, when God said it's good. It's very good, Mm -hmm. right? And it's permanent. It's permanent. He said from the beginning, it was not so. And Moses only permitted it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of human hardness. Right. Right. And then he adds this, and I say to you, Whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. So he, many people, I've heard this called the the exception clause, right? But what he's saying is there there is a condition where divorce and then moving on from that is completely allowable. And that's where someone has committed infidelity. Maybe he's even referring to serial infidelity right, and unwillingness to repent. Mm-hmm. And again, out of the hardness of heart, he's talking about is how difficult it is to recover from that. Mm-hmm. It is so painful. It fractures the covenant that you entered into mm-hmm. so uh, badly that for many, the the ability to forget to just forgive and move on is too great is right. too difficult and it's allowable it's permitted at that point um it's interesting too that he kind of ties um an unbiblical divorce putting away a wife um with 
adultery. Mm-hmm. There's like there's these are twin sisters that often go along with each other. At the very least, what he's saying is, even in our culture, we still cringe at the thought of someone betraying a partner and committing adultery. It's no one would say, hey, that's a good thing. You know, everybody kind of it's like that is just not right. That kind of betrayal. But he he puts them so together here in this passage that isn't. A divorce for no biblical reason, mm-hmm. just as painful. Why isn't right. that just as rejectable in our heart mm-hmm. as adultery is? And lastly, uh, in just in the way of developing a biblical kind of idea of what this, how the scripture portrays the value of marriage and the permanence of marriage, God lets us pretty much know exactly how he feels <laughs> in Malachi chapter two. Uh, let me just read this. It's from verse 13. He says, and and this is the prophecy coming through Malachi from the Lord to Israel, who was really out of step with God. The worship life of Israel was in shambles, and they were a complete mess. And particularly, the priests of Israel were a mess. And so this this exhortation, if you look at the context of it, is really given to the Mm -hmm. the leaders, Mm -hmm. right, who had let it all slip. Uh He says, and this is the second thing you do. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, Okay. He says, weeping and crying. So he doesn't even regard your offering anymore, nor does he receive it with goodwill from your hands. And you say, for what reason? In other words, why why would God not regard our offering? He gives him an answer. Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But did he not make them one? having a remnant of the Spirit, and why one? Because he seeks a godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit. Let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, for it covers one's garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. Well, you know, when you were reading this before Mm -hmm. we started the podcast and we were talking about it, the violence of a divorce, if you've ever been through a divorce Mm. or watched closely. It's a violent thing. It's so violent. It affects so many people. Yeah. It is. It's not physically, you know, we're not talking about physical violence. Clearly we're talking about in the spirit. In the spirit, in the it, unseen. It's an emotional, an emotional and a level. spiritual violence. It's and a ripping and tearing. It, like we said earlier, how do you tear one thing Something up? that is one, yeah. You, not without you, damage. Not without a lot of damage. Yeah. And and even for those of us that have witnessed it, m- me personally with some friends, yeah, it could have happened 30 years ago and I'm still... Mm-hmm. grieving over it. Yeah, right. Just, it's just, it's it's a sad, yep. horrible thing to see two people that were one try to be now two people again. Yeah. I think when we look back at the years of serving people mm-hmm. in our life, maybe one of the most um, sad, tragic it is. themes is this breaking breaking up of a family and the mm-hmm. breaking up particularly of a marriage. Mm-hmm. It is, um, we've seen it sometimes even with good friends. And, um, and Kenny... Also, I hear people try to justify a separation and divorce, and they try to say everyone's going to be better, and this is going to be better, and it's like, but it's not better. It isn't better. And it's not. No. And 
it never is better. Better is conforming our hearts to the plans and designs right. of God. And let him and watching him heal and restore. Exactly. As we get it right. And we realize that it takes two people for yeah, that to happen. It does. And it does. Well, ultimately it's between our walk with Jesus it, individually. It first comes down to that, doesn't it? And what God calls us to do is either as a wife or a husband, right. regardless right. of what our right. spouse is doing. So, so we're going to leave you with two big ideas, two encouragements here. Uh, what the, to me, one of the biggest ideas, there'll be two of these, is that if if marriage is designed, as it is, gang, mm-hmm. to reflect and make known in the world the nature and the goodness of God, mm-hmm. everything in his creation that he creates is designed for that. Yeah, we went over that right? th- in the last and two if, episodes. And if marriage, which he created perfectly and wonderfully, is to show forth his nature and his goodness to the world, then it has to be permanent mm-hmm. because his love is unconditional. We are bound You're to right. him in salvation inseparably. We, he is in us and we are in right. him. He and is not going to leave no, us ever. No. So I listed just oh, three or four things very point. quickly. Number one, it has to show forth his unconditional love so that even if, if your spouse is falling short, your unconditional love, the same as God's unconditional love for us shows forth and holds us together, right? So so there's this issue of unconditional love within a marriage that's necessary and part of God's plan. His unbreakable union with a saved sinner is putting on display what we enjoy in the security of our salvation. God's not going anywhere, Right, our salvation's secure because of what Jesus did. Well, and I, and I'm also thinking about when we see marriages and they often mention divorce to each other in a heated moment, or and we mm. have to get them to say, "I will never leave you." Right, because see, Jesus never leaves us. Yeah. You got to drop that language from your right. vocabulary. And we talked about that in the we past have. episodes, but it is so important that people. St- Make it conditional, yeah, and that this is an option, yeah. Because in the world, it is an option. It is. It should not be an option, right? In that's why that sh- that language, believing. the threat of leaving, the threat right. should. And again, we're ta- talking about right, you know, abuse and abandonment, mm-hmm. and serial adultery. We're talking about just in a marriage that's going through hard things, which right. all of them do from time to time. That the, you just don't use that language. You don't threat the well, threat of leaving. Can you imagine if God? When when was, we falter or fumble and and get caught in something, the Lord says, Oh man, do that one more time. I am out with you, dude. Right. I just can't imagine. We enjoy such a security we do. in him. And there's freedom in that security. Right. And there's trust in that security. And when a marriage operates with that mm. kind of security, it does put on display the it love does. of God and the nature of God. See, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it it must put on display. Uh, a marriage, if it is going to reflect God, his uh, never ceasing availability to us. He's always available to us. A husband should always be available to his wife and a wife to her husband. Mm-hmm. They, they, they cannot withhold love from one another right. and withhold an engagement and intimacy from one another. The, he's our Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He is always with us. Uh, a marriage where uh, husband to wife and wife to husband over and over again communicates 
their availability for you. I'm here for you. I'm with you is so important. Right? As their number one priority. Big time. And I, I think of that often in, in our marriage. There has been a, a couple of times that I personally have gone through some very difficult health things. And knowing that my husband would not leave me, he will be there with me, he would quit his job if he had to, to take care of me. Hmm. Knowing that down deep inside, I I can't even explain how grateful I am. It's the same way I feel about Jesus. He's not leaving me. He will not leave me. I don't care where I go and what I do, he is not going to leave me. And to have that security is something that few people really, I think, grasp. Yeah. Because they have been. And it should be communicated over and over and over again. Brings me to my uh, next point, which is it's showing forth, it has to, Mm -hmm. his fierce protection and Mm -hmm. care for our lives. Mm -hmm. He cares for us. Any marriage that's going to reflect his nature and his love, it it has to reflect that, that I, I will protect you and have your back and guard over you and you over me. Uh, have my back, my biggest defender for life, right? And then lastly, his limitless forgiveness. This is what the world needs to see, this gracious kindness and forgiveness. Look, we're going to wound one another. Charlene's going to hurt me, and I'm, I know I'm going to stumble in it and hurt her. And this issue of ongoing forgiveness and kindness is something that must be shown forth in any marriage that's going to reflect God. So there it is. I think if our marriages are going to reflect God, this issue of permanence, I'm with you. I'll never not be with you. Uh, a fierce protection of our lives, a lim- uh, unlimited forgiveness, is an unbreakable union set forth is what really brings him glory and makes him known to the world. So I think let's end with this. All this goes directly back to our vow. It does. Whether we understood it all or not, when we married and had that, that wedding, we said something like, I can take you, Shar, to be my lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, richer, for poorer, sickness and in health, to love you, honor you, and cherish you, and here it comes, gang, mm-hmm. until death parts us. And I like to add the part, this is my solemn vow. This is my vow. solemn vow. You know what you're vowing. Yeah. The bottom line is, if you're married and you probably had a pretty conventional wedding, you came, you and I, we all came into agreement with this precept. Mm-hmm. We we said it till death parts us, not till I don't know, you don't make me happy anymore, till a better looking secretary comes along, until I'm bored, I, it, until it's hard. If we meant to be in a temporary marriage, we should have said that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love you on and cherish you until I don't want to anymore. But that's not what we said. So we agreed to this. This is part of our vow. We were in alignment with it. And what happens is, and we get this, the difficulty of mm-hmm. life sets in. It gets hard in seasons and from time to time. And all of a sudden, if we didn't really mean that back right. then, you're going to find that your commitment begins to waffle and wane. You slowly begin to entertain thoughts of, man, what would life be outside of this, apart from this? And that's where this foundation that we're laying, marriage is permanent, is really so important. And that's why this reminder, I think, is so important. Well, this is God's design for marriage. 
And that's what we need to remember. That's right. This is God's design, not our design. We don't get to redesign mm-hmm. it. <laughs> All right. Hey, how fun. This was a good one, right? Hard. And again, for those of you who have a failed marriage in the past, and many of you may, this isn't to heap guilt about what has happened. It is to say the marriage you are in right now today, let's do it God's way, gang. It is permanent. It was created by God. It's good. And it is permanent. It is hard, but it is permanent. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. All right. And until next time, we'll see you then. God bless you all richly. Bye-bye.